Good evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you're listening to this, it's episode six of Paul and Goldie Podcast with me, Joe Scuds, the one who's actually introducing it because Pete has given up on introducing things today because it's getting to a topic that he doesn't really like and I mean he won't let me name podcasts anymore after a lot called the last one's Pete Cast. But hey, I'm calling this one my Corona. You can drop the song in for the start right now, can't you? Just let it play a couple of seconds. I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my corona. I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my corona. There we go. And there we go. That's the end of the copyright strike. <laughs> Thank you for them 30 seconds of my corona. Uh, and, and yes, I'm Peter Bradbury. Um, this episode is basically dubbed Waffle, because we have not a lot really to talk about. This is free, this is free range, that's what I'm going to call it, free range. And the theory when we actually tried to come up with something was, let's talk about hockey, but there isn't any, so <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just talk about Anything. Honestly, <laughs> if we're going back to March time now, the whole world ended and sport died. Pretty much. And, and that made everybody very sad. So, <laughs> Somewhat sad. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what team's sports you followed. Pretty but much. When. So. I mean, I could talk about my experience with this one because, in terms of British <laughs> hockey. I basically started everything. You're the... Di- well, I was going to say the David Icke. You're not the David Icke. That would be an insult. <laughs> I am basically the cause of everything. <laughs> In Britain, the British hockey terms at the moment. You're a happier Dave Sims. <sighs> right, that's it. I'm going to call right by... <laughs> Dave Sims, how dare you insult me so much? <laughs> oh, you can't even look me in the eye right now. <laughs> you know what you did, Bradley. <coughs> oh, it's because I'm choking on uh, a certain brand's still strawberry and kiwi spring water. Other spring waters are available. Yeah. No, it does. <laughs> so, I know we've spoken about it. Off point before, but so when <laughs> where, where are we going over, with this? <laughs> Considering what we've talked about, <laughs> when hockey went off, when hockey died over here, essentially, me and Chelmsford were the sort of start of it all. So if you're thinking back, God, nearly eight weeks now to the start of, to the middle of February, March, even sorry. Uh, Chelmsford was supposed to play Streatham on the Sunday night mm. and Streatham was supposed to play us down in Solent on the Saturday. And the Friday night, it comes out, Chelmsford first have announced that they're not, they've postponed the game against Streatham, they've got players in self-isolation, they don't think it's safe, yada, 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 yada. You know, perfectly understandable, reasonable <clears throat> thing to do. Of course, until the ownership of the Streatham Redhawks decide to get all angry and 
make some very harsh comments and provoking their fan base as well into um, basically saying, accusing Chelmsford of stealing their moment from them and like cancelling the game and go, well, that's right, you cancel the game, we'll take our 5 0 win. It's like, okay, that's not the best thing to do. And there's me thinking, ah, we'll be all right, there's nothing wrong here. It's Saturday. <laughs> and oh lord, do I not want to be, did I not want to be me on that Saturday? Oh, so, to, to be British ice hockey. <laughs> so, for context here, I live in London. <clears throat> I, I live in East I live near, I live near Stratford. I live basically about half a mile down the road from where Upton Park used to be. And <laughs> so obviously I have to travel into London to get the train down the Gosport to do home games. I got as far as Waterloo before I got a phone call saying, don't get on the train, we're probably cancelling the game. Because basically the Saturday morning, the EIHA sent out an email to the team saying that it's your call, essentially. Mm. And uh, we basically got told that a couple of our players were in self-isolation. They've come into contact with, or may have come into contact with people who have it, or they were showing symptoms. I still don't know who the players were because I didn't get told. But you do all that. And of course, I'm then the one who has been pushing all week and all morning that the game's on, don't worry, yada, 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 yada. And we get to quarter past 12. So we're talking about five hours before the game starts. And it's like, yeah, you've got to put it out there that the game's cancelled. <laughs> oh, no. And I know I've mentioned it to you before. It's like my phone blew up that day. I went back and counted it. It was about 600 notifications calling. How many were us. readable? Uh, how many are readable on camera? Or uh, Okay, how many weren't insulting? <laughs> oh, very few. Very few. <laughs> like, we had fans, obviously, of both teams who were understandably disappointed but could understand why the decision was made. Because obviously we had two players who were in self-isolation. We'd been playing in Invicta the week before, and obviously you follow the timelines, there's still a chance kind of thing. And Gospel isn't a massive... Well, it's a tiny little rink. You can barely get 300 people in there. Mm. 350 people, I think, is the capacity we've got down there. And it would have been a lot of humanity crammed into a small space. It would have caused many, many issues. And of course, for every people, for every one person that kind of went, oh, that sucks, but it's understandable. There was about four who <laughs> went out and called us every name under the sun and called us cheats and saying how we ruined Streatham's league title win, yada, 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 yada. And the problem that we had with it wasn't so much like the names we get called, because obviously it is kind of like where you get called everything under the sun. But it was the fact that it was the owner of the Red Hawks who was doing it. She was leading the charge in, like, how disgusting is it that you said the game was on and now it's off and... Blah, blah, blah. This is outrageous. This is disgusting. You've ruined it for us. We, and thanks for the points, yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, if that's all you can think about, fine. Have your points. Bugger off. 
don't care. It like genuinely, it was carnage. And obviously, from there that weekend, all the dominoes went. You then had other games get called off that weekend. Then obviously the elite league shut down. Then eventually NIHL shut down. Well, that was the thing that made me made me laugh the most in the um, in the NIHL kind of. Everyone knew it was going to shut that weekend. Um, yeah, everyone but everyone was, was already planning weekend. on how it would work. Because they all kind of had a thought of, right, we'll play the Friday game, but because we're away tomorrow, we'll just say we don't want to play it. Which kind of... Every team that was going yeah, to be travelling... Yeah, everyone kind of knew that that weekend was going to be the last weekend anyway. Yeah. And it's just like... It, it's what it's like. I can understand where people are coming from. I can understand why fans are unhappy with it. But it's like, it could and should have been handled a lot better from the higher ups. Because originally, earlier in the week, the email going round was, "No, you're playing," and it literally wasn't until Saturday morning. It would have come in about half eleven that said, "It's up to you." Mm. Essentially, it's very similar to what um, the British government has somewhat said. <laughs> In this last week of look, it, it, it's your choice now. Wash your hands of it. If you mess it up, it's not our fault anymore. That's what it feels like. Oh, that's 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 being extremely harsh. I feel to the EAHA. It it could and should have been handled a lot better than it was supposedly. In in every in both government and hockey wise, but yeah. mainly hockey in this yeah. case. As soon as it was handed over to teams to basically make their own decision, it was never going to end well. No. But that, that's the thing about... For teams, for staff, for anybody. But it's it's the thing as well over here. Of we love to moan. We're probably the, <laughs> the kings, Britain, of moaning at anything. Yeah. If, if we had a game that was... Say it was a, a free game. Say we had like two NHL teams coming over. You'd have people complaining, saying you should charge money, and you'd you'd make profit. Over flip side, you charge people. People kick off at you're paying eighty pounds for a ticket and such. Mm. So either way, no one in Britain is ever happy. Full stop. No. So it should have been the disclaimer, really. Whenever anyone watches anything to do with British sports, always add the disclaimer, you will not be happy. That's why they never ask. Sort of like, like you're getting jobs, job satisfaction. You never get sports satisfaction. Because everyone will complain. Everyone yeah. wants their own thing. Yeah. Especially nowadays. And it seem, that always seems to be the case of one team wants everything to go their way, as it does in every sport. A couple of sports I can think of off the top of my head. Um, pretty much all of them, in truth. Um, but yeah, that's that's just the way the world works in Britain. And especially in hockey and speedway and things. But that's, we'll touch on them later. Yeah. That's a that's a for a different podcast. 
But um, mostly, like, you, like British hockey didn't... The loss of British hockey didn't exactly affect you as much. Uh, you being more of a casual, check the results, go, eh, and then move on, kind yeah. of thing. I can imagine the NHL not being around probably hit you a little bit harder. You know what hit me more... The thing is with the NHL, I'm, I'm even more casual with that than I am with British hockey. I only tend to watch it more during the playoffs. Because that's mm. when it really gets exciting. To, to Although, one thing I, do, I will give the NHL credit for is they made all of the games in this season free to watch on the app. Yes. On NHL TV. Which, like, yeah, I won't lie. I've abused that for the last eight weeks. <laughs> kind of thing. That's the thing. I mean, for for me, the the most I watch hockey is the German league. So that's the one that's really hit me the most. Because mm. we were literally, we had just what, we were just about to start the playoffs in German league. So what happened there then? Because obviously, I don't pay any attention to that. <laughs> well, from I'm, I'm trying to remember from memory myself. I think they had literally just started. Because it's a it's a bit of a weird system how they do it. Um, the German league, you have the top ten qualify. Hmm. Uh, is it top ten? I could be wrong. With it. I, apologies. Um, yeah, I'm sure it is. So I think it's the top ten, but then they have teams at seven, eight, nine, and ten. So, seventh place plays ten, eight plays nine, and they, so and they have a somewhat best. like a last chance eliminator yeah, kind of thing. It's kind of like the Super League have with the like the prelim. It's basically yeah. the prelim playoffs. Yeah, um, so the, the top six are guaranteed, and the next four have like a fight it out. Yeah, and the yeah, but but it's done over a best of three. So then, um, the winners of the best of three go into the main playoffs, so to speak. Mm. Um, so the... That it, it's kind of like the seeding in like the NFL. Yeah. In the way like they do... It's like what... Basically, think of an NFL weekend. So like the wild card weekend is literally their... Yeah. Their version. But over three games. Um, to, to which I think they had literally played one game... Of the the first round of the wild cards, as we'll call it, um, I definitely know in DL two and the Czech league or the second division at least they had played one or two games of their kind of like prelim series, um, and then of course every season went kaput. Um, but the the interesting one <clears throat> that I'll I'll mention was the Czech extra liga uh, with Kladno, to which they can count themselves <laughs> very unlucky, um, because I think it was literally I think a week and a bit afterwards. So the the Czech league finished, yeah, and they were playing. I think it was Vitvanov. And a literal, it was a kind of whoever won that game remained in the top flight. It was a relegation match, yeah. Which 
just so happened to have the two teams at the bottom scrapping. Um, so, uh, Kladno, which is owned by, or partly owned by, uh, Yaramir Yaga, for fans that may have heard of him. I don't know if they have. Uh, I, I think he's some Czech forward, something like that. Um, so, his team lost on the final day and got relegated to the Chance Liga, or the second division. Um, the playoffs then, I think, I don't even think the playoffs actually started in in the Czech top flight. Um, <clears throat> so what happened was the Czech leagues basically ended the season there and then. <clears throat> what had happened is the team that and here's, I'll let you look this up because you will, you will laugh. So if you can get on the Czech second division, so if you can go on a certain scores update site and go on Czech ice hockey and then the league below, so it'll be uh, Chance Liga. Just look at the points total they had. It was determined a few weeks later that they would gain promotion into the top flight. So, because they hadn't really started their playoffs, so to speak. Woohoo! Yeah. <clears throat> so, and they, they'd been relegated, I think, the year before. Last season, yeah, or the year that before that. So, they instantly went back in Cladno, kind of switched places. Um, for, for those that don't have access to this, it's uh, it's a brilliant called Motor Chesk Budijovic. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. That's why I let you 50, do it. Fifty-eight games, fifty wins, four losses, four overtime losses for 153 points. And how many points does the second place uh, team have? 109. Yeah, they won the league by 44 points. <clears throat> so, that's, yeah. I thought that'd cheer you up, Joe, as you like to like, do with stats. <laughs> to be fair, it's like you can't exactly not put them up if they won forty nine yeah. out of fifty. So sorry, fifty out of fifty eight. So I think it from the it went to like a a vote system of do we keep the the extra league final standings uh, and have them come up in, and send Cladno down. Uh, it was a unanimous vote. I'll put it that way. Um, it wasn't no, a whole. No, definitely not. It, it it wasn't a full house, but it was pretty damn close to it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, arguably the the plus for me being a and I, and I say this with an abstract, a kind of casual uh, Cladno fan of sorts. Um, it does give me a chance next year, if there is any hockey, uh, of trying to big if at the moment. Yeah, of trying to possibly plan a visit to Prague because it is a, I think it's an hour away, but it's like thirty hmm. kilometers. We practically did it in like forty minutes, and just got <laughs> just got there in time for the the face off against Sparta Prague when I saw it. Um, so it's it's pretty much 
within a central to Prague, so it's not that far away. Yeah. So it's it's probably arguably like a Bournemouth to Southampton or a Wigan to Manchester. Manchester. <clears throat> so. Also, you're saying that doing a trip to Prague next year, it's like we can move on to that kind of side of it. Of what on earth do we think is going to happen now? Because <laughs> most most leagues now have officially like given up and declared champions and done all that good stuff and cancelled playoffs. Mm. We're in... Well, at the time of recording this... Yes, I'm having to check a calendar because I can't remember what day or week it is. 14th. The 14th of May. <clears throat> I could have told you that if you'd just asked. Yeah, but, but no one likes to show off. Yeah, if, if, this had been a video, <laughs> if this had been a video podcast, we could have just basically done the old Simpsons trick of hand over the mouth and just go, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except we're not so, video, so. Nah. <laughs> no. <Thank> God. <laughs> so 14th of May now, we're just under four months away from what is usually the start of most hockey seasons in Europe, in particular. In your opinion, what the hell is going to happen now? Should we do predictions? <laughs> should we, Should we do a, a prediction of when? Hockey starts, and then if we're still recording these things, Ooh. we'll come back and just go, How close? How close were we? Well, I don't think it's September for one. No. I think if you're going on timescales that you're seeing set out by our government and other governments in Europe, September looks like it's a write off anyway. Personally, I also don't see how you're going to get many or any people in rinks. Particularly over here, mm. so Europe is a bit more different where they've actually got proper arenas for it. Yeah. One suggestion I did see uh, banded around on a certain hockey-based website was um, asking people to pay double ticket prices to pay for the loss in footfall. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, oh, hang on. So I barely like paying 20 quid for Elite League games. Why on earth would I pay 40 quid for them why not 40 quid for an elite league ice hockey game essentially it's the same price as a premier league ticket or a nosebleed seat to an NHL game fine why on earth would I spend 40 quid to go to five I don't know how you feel (laughs) honestly Um, well my prediction of when we restart I'm well. The German league have said uh, it's probably going to be at, well. At least it's not going to be early October because they they'd have the Champions League or the Champions, yeah. the Champions Hockey League or the or, it's it's basically the fake European Hockey League that Stormer in years ago. That's how yeah. I like to how I like to view it because it's not a real Champions. Hockey League, really. Um, I knew it wasn't back then either. Um, but I'm going to say, if everything can get sorted, touch wood, uh, it could be the end of October, maybe mid-November, if we're lucky. I think... You're probably not far from the case of we will see hockey back by then. 
I do not think, though, you will get hockey played with fans in attendance by then. I think you're probably going to have to wait until after New Year's for like serious levels of fans to oh, be yeah. back in the rink. I think also, if you're a fan, you know this kind of helps out a, a tiny bit. If they're only allowed to let certain amount of number of fans to come to games, mm. will be the lower end, with all respect. In kind of like the National Ice Hockey League, because if if I wanted to watch Altrincham, you're looking at maximum really about fifteen twenty people. So it could, in a way, help them out if people are desperate to watch hockey. Yes, they could go down and watch them. But again, it's, it goes back to the whole thing of if you're only letting certain numbers of fans in, you're going to annoy so many more people because, as you said, people like to complain about things, hmm. and they'll be they'll be demanding streams, which obviously elite league can do uh, to ah, a lesser extent. Most oh, of the NHL national can re- do. Rephrase, rephrase. Not all elite teams. I said most. Most. Okay. I said most. Okay. I'll, I did say I'll, most. I'll check back. Most elite league teams can, most national teams can. Like, the lower down you get, fans will start complaining that they can't go watch, I don't know, Chelmsford versus Invicta in South Horn, or the is it Whitley Warriors versus the Billingham Stars in North Swan kind of thing. Maybe. Um, and there's also the thing of, like, you're watching, all, you're hearing all this stuff coming out with regards to, we'll mention it a bit again, obviously, the Bundesliga coming mm. back this weekend of... They're all being tested before they enter. If soon as they have a temperature spike, they're gone. Mm. Would they do that over here in terms of hockey? Have like someone as a designated mm. medic zap you with a heat ray gun as you come in, like a Bond villain kind of thing? Well, there's another thing that's been mentioned as well. They've been told no spitting. Yes. Have you? <laughs> and it's one players? of the main traits of hockey: spitting. Besides baseball. Spitting and hitting people with sticks. <laughs> but it's, there's so many what ifs at the moment of where we are now that October and November seems like a reasonable estimate, but it's a case of how do we get from where we are now to there and how are you going to do it? Because clearly they are going to need to try and implement something that involves checking people to make sure they're not ill. Yeah. Before we do it. Because it's, it's the thing of, it's all well, like the Premier League may be coming back soon. And they're like multi-billion dollar clubs and facilities galore. Ice, British ice hockey isn't anywhere, it's not even probably, it's probably on the same level as Sunday League in some kind of, in some kind of hell things. Well, I mean, you, you know your sports tin pot when Crown Green Bowls gets more TV time than you. Pretty much. But then again, I play bowls, so... <clears throat> no, but you, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. No offence to people that play bowls, <laughs> of course, but you, should, you're not, you shouldn't be on the telly. <laughs> Have you not seen that Northern Irish player just curl that bowl around? Careful. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> you're going to this one. 
I'm glad you stopped me because I didn't know where I was going myself then. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, we we will look eventually at sort of like things we'd like to see improve within British ice hockey. So we really should have done it for this, but we've kind of gone a bit too far from going back to the beginning. So it gives us something for next time. <laughs> Cue Pete making a note right now of yeah. things to talk about in future podcasts. Um, How to fix hockey. <laughs> past. Is British hockey to be put to sleep? Um, probably a bit grim, that actually. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, talk, getting back to what you mentioned about uh, webcasts. I don't know if you saw the the article on the the BIHA, uh, BIH. I. No, B I H. Fuck it. Uh, no, because uh, for some reason they blocked me on Twitter. Even though I've never said a tweet about to them in my life. That's like you with the Speedway rider, Troy Bachelor. You said one thing, and I've been blocked ever since. Yeah, but at least I said I said something to Batch and I got blocked. I, I deserve that one. I literally have not interacted with B I H, and they blocked me. I say nothing, and I. Blocked, but then again, the last few days for me, everyone seems to be blocking me. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm really the the, the Dave Sims. Um, but look at tough men. Look at can't shoot his tight. Um, that was quite good, actually. Anyway, um, yeah, they were talking about um, is webcasts the way to go if there's no crowds and people want to see games. That could be a way. I feel it kind of has to be, really. But the, the thing is, there's a couple of teams that don't really want to do webcasts. Saying that, though, one team actually has attempted since. Um, <clears throat> I won't say which team, but they are from the East Midlands, which pra- practically narrows it down because there's only one East Midlands team. It sounds like... Tottenham. Yes. Um, Nottingham, in other words. Uh, for anyone that couldn't gather. So they've kind of started to do podcasts. Uh, sorry. What the hell's wrong with me? Webcasts. It's been a long day. This this is what lockdown does to you. Um, so yeah. They've started with webcasts. Uh I nearly said Brayhead, and that would have annoyed so many people. Um, Glasgow. I'm having a shocker. Glasgow have yet to do a webcast, and I very much doubt they ever will, in truth, because I don't think yeah. it will It will get to the point where they want to actually do it. They probably do, because it, it'd bring in a, a lot more money. Because it's like Dundee. When they used to have the old conferences, you would have uh, Glasgow would always take a lot of fans with them to Dundee, and then they realised, oh, we don't have to actually travel; we can watch the the club's webcast, and kind of crowd slightly altered, shall we say, dropped away support. Uh, may not necessarily be the the travelling, it could be they 
don't like the rink, which is why a lot of visitors <laughs> stopped coming to Altrincham to watch their team against <laughs> The one from Dundee has it is, unless you have a car, it is very difficult to get to. <clears throat> it's right on the outskirts of the city yeah. and there's an absolute <clears throat> pain to get to. So, I mean, when I did a trip in 2016, you're talking like 15 quid in a taxi each way to and from the rink. It's just like, ugh. Mega bus. That's what you need to do, Joe. Mega bus. <laughs> no, this no. There wasn't a bus. This is the thing is, like, there's no bus that goes from the train station to the ring. <laughs> so, yeah. So I can, I can, I can see the argument for not wanting to do webcasts, but at the same time, you're still bringing money into the club. Yeah. But then, kind of going almost full circle to the start, we went on about. British fans like to complain about everything. They put the webcasts up to... Some teams put them up to, like, £14, £15. Um, yeah. So fans are not going to pay that much. How much would you pay for a webcast? <clears throat> Again, this is going on the theor- purely theoretical thing of you being a staunch follower still of the Manchester Storm and, say, they're away in um, um, Coventry. If it... You know what? If it give me another team that's not Coventry, and I'll tell Cardiff. you why in a minute. Cardiff. Um, I would probably pay. You know, I might maybe go to twelve pound yeah. maximum. Ten, I'd probably be very happy. Well, five, I'd be extremely delighted. Ten is probably your best average price. I Reasonable kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Uh, as long as you've got like extra content, I think if you've got more content on it, then yeah. it's worth paying the extra. Plus, if the camera angles are, you've got camera angles and. It's kind of like, so I know. I mean, you basically so it's one of those things instead of like the period break being just focused on the scoreboard and seeing it. A clock ticking down. You want it to kind of be have like pre-recorded interviews during the week, kind of thing, don't you? Yeah, Um, but it was like the the thing you asked me about Coventry about their webcast. I've watched a few Coventry webcasts, Mm. but then these are the same people that do the Speedway, so I will be very. And although they've had a couple of. Problems in the past, clean cut sports. Um, they are still to me one of the best for webcast services. Yes. And even if there is, and I don't know if any other teams done it if they've had problems. Whenever it's gone down, and people are complaining, saying we can't log in or we can't, it's it's not working. We've paid this. Credit to CleanCut, they have always put it on a YouTube channel and streamed the rest of the game live for yeah. free. So they know, so they've took the hit, but at the same time, if people watch that and think, you know what, that's decent quality, I'm happy enough next time to pay it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's what it was like 
again, it's the whole thing. It's like webcasts probably will eventually be the answer to if people aren't allowed to go to watch the games or hmm. if the capacities are limited. Even if it is for, say, a two-month run, yeah, yeah it, has to, it has to be done. It's the only way that you can obviously keep your fans interested. They can obviously watch the game. They know what's going on rather than just hearing what I don't know, Dave from the pub has said and posted on Facebook that the game was rubbish and it turns out they won 9-0 or something. Yeah. Well, you can still have dull 9-0 wins. I mean, we yes. we, we thrashed Telford, so we're like 11-1 ones. It was one of the dullest games I've ever been to. Um, but it's... I, I don't know if... When did you say you started watching hockey properly? Uh, so when I came back to hockey would be 2012-13 season. So it would have been before. So... Back in 2006, seven season, I want to say, um, the Elite League at the time did a TV package online thing. So for, I think it was £50 or something like that, they would screen one game live a week. Or, or, or they'd basically do like a full match highlights of that game. Yeah. Um, so you'd, you'd get like highlights of like the rest of the league, but then you would get one game and then they'd put on like extra like interviews and things to kind of like be worth it. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I remember, I think, I think Manchester appeared on it for, for the Phoenix, went on it for a few times. So I remember buying it, <laughs> pretty much just watched the same game over and over. Um, if they could do something like that now, but get some kind of compromisation with all the teams in the league and have like a kind of like a game centre, <clears throat> it would work. Yeah. But... Then again, You're relying on the certain teams, teams that together. don't want to do that. As much as they, you keep hearing fans saying we want to grow the game and we want to do this, we want to make the British game the best it can be. Yeah, no, it's it's always the same fans of teams that come out with this stuff and say, "Oh yeah, we, we want to make don't the league the best." Don't upset the status quo and all that nonsense. Yeah. And it's normally kind of like supporters of that specific team that's holding him back um, so but it's, I'll touch on this down the line as well when we come to the ways to improve but I've always enjoyed watching the like the local stations when you watch the NHL mm. it's pretty much like your Fox Sports or um, like your M- M- NBC Sports or Kind of things like that, like Chicago has, and then there's like the Bay Area for like California, um, MSG network. MSG for the tri-state area like New York, uh, Buffalo, New Jersey. So if they could, I think if teams could do something along the lines of that, um, but they could almost take their own team. And go to like the other rinks, 
<laughs> it would stop these people moaning. It's so biased, the commentary. I mean, you're paying to yeah. watch. If you're, if you're playing, I don't know, Sheffield. If you're paying for a Sheffield thing from the club, you're paying into their coffers, you expect it to be pro-Sheffield. Yeah. It's not an. It's not on a national service. It's not on a free sport or something. It's on a club's website. What? It's like the people used to. Comp- I don't know if you ever. I doubt. I highly doubt you will have. Um, the Edinburgh Capitals webcasts, no. which were legendary for for being the most. I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll say a team, and you will think, oh, it was kind of that way. Boston Bruins. It was almost similar to a kind of Boston Bruins, Jack Edwards commentary. I hate that man with a passion. We all do. Um, To which it was a case of, if it was against Edinburgh, it was either a lucky goal or it was it was literally just like I mean you could have Wayne Gretzky there escape round the net go around the net a third time uh, escape up and down the ice dance sing a melody of hits score a goal and it would be deemed lucky and then you do it again lucky um, to the best bit when I went in 2016 when I did a, a Scottish double header up there um, I was literally sat no more than probably five yards from where they were doing the comment I kind of sat away from the rest of the, the Storm fans mainly because I didn't want to have kind of like a, a column in the way so I was literally, I was kind of getting commentary unofficially. Uh, so I thought I'll kind of sit near the, the commentary booth. So I was listening to them talking on the game. I think at first you get really annoyed thinking, you're really biased, aren't you? But then you kind of think, eh, it's the club's commentary team. What do you what do? You yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you kind of sort of come to expect it, don't you? But there's... I mean, Fife kind of do the the similar, so I've been told. Um, but then again, it's from friends after they've just lost in like an overtime game, or or they've literally just let like a two goal lead slip, and the the home announcers completely Cheering lost like his that. head. Um, so, I, but yeah, it's you, you've got to real, you've got to realise. Yeah, because they're not professionals that do it. Uh, well, maybe self-employed, but not professionals. Um, they may go on, possibly some of them, to be kind of like your professional sports broadcasters in later years. But as it is at the moment, certain... I mean, I've listened to Cardiff's game highlights... And I do quite enjoy 
Cardiff's. And I do enjoy the, the Sheffield one, in fairness. Um, because Dave's not there anymore. Pretty much. Uh, but saying that I was watching, it came up on the commentary Twitter page the other week that they were showing the infamous bench clearance between yes, the players and the last week. And I thought, you know what, I might have a little watch of that. To which I still think to myself, now, okay, it's Coventry against Nottingham. Why is Dave, why is Dave Sims there? <laughs> to which I don't think I, I know why. Maybe they just thought to make it more... Cameraman, Banroyd! Yeah. Cameraman, Banroyd. Hey, he should he should get beat the hell out of him there. Two tough men. Um, oh, it's funny doing accents. Um, so, yeah. But it's, people will complain no matter what. Webcasts, if done correctly, are a godsend for, for teams. Yeah. I mean, how many... You've probably had more people watching the webcasts over the last few weeks of old games yeah. than arguably what they will get when it's an actual live game. Yeah, it's one of those things like, I don't think there Unless are you're a teams very well that realise how big of an income thing the webcast could be for the next season in yeah. particular. Because it's... I mean... Go ahead. Don't mean to kind of repeat myself, but watching the German league as I do, um, or sounding more Dutch doing that than actually. I was European hockey. I was just thinking more. I sounded like Steve McLaren talking Dutch, just adding guesses. God. Yes. Yeah. FC twenty. Sorry, was that Steve McLaren or Sean Connery? <laughs> I know, I, was, I, I did it. I was trying to do the Dutch and I slowly turned into Sean Connery. Yes, <laughs> thank you very much. Miss Moneypenny. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Glasgow and Faith. Um, I can believe the last train. Oh, yes, the, uh, the webcasts. <laughs> yes, uh, the, Yeah, so the DEL has, mm. a, has a contract with Magenta Sports. I was trying to think what it was before. It was something else, but they, they changed last year. So, for that, you literally pay a package deal of, I think it's monthly or the year. I'm sure it's monthly, though. So, you kind of pay, like, close to £10 a month. And for hmm. that, you get every single game live. You can have a conf- conference... So it's kind of it's very similar to what they do in the in the Bundesliga and if you watch it on foreign channels for, for games. So if a team scores yeah. it switches to that ground. Kind of uh, like a red zone thing. Yeah, red zone. I, I was trying to think of another sport that did it and I couldn't remember. Um, so they, they have a conference. Um, they do interviews with the players. They've, they've got a Really, sort of like funny segments as well, where they'll speak to the players and like the coaches. They'll ask them like certain questions, like um, bearing in mind I don't understand any German whatsoever, so it's only like the odd English question I've ever heard, and it's always like uh, if you wasn't a, f- it's kind of like easy questions, kind of just getting to know, yeah. kind of like 
if you were a hockey player, what would you be? And kind of who would be your ideal date and things like this. Um, and then they, they've done one where they've asked him, they've done quizzes with him as well, which is always a fun one. He's like, guess the goal horn. And they asked the, <laughs> ask the netminder. And bearing in mind the German thing is kind of open in things. So they will not bleep anything. Mm. Um, and they asked one goalie. <laughs> and he, he kind of put his head to his to his hands. Just went, I, I'll i try and clean it up. And he... The, I can't remember which goal. It was basically one of the team's goal horns. They play it and he went, it's this team. And he did it with like the most straight face you've ever seen. Yeah. And he goes... <laughs> uh, and the... <laughs> The interviewer says, you heard that often, yeah? And he goes, <laughs> eight times last week. <laughs> he was, he was like, yeah. That's brilliant. You have to have, you have, to have a sense of humour for that kind of thing. So, but the, the thing Are is, you... the, the, the interviewer is a former player as well. So he's only hmm. recently kind of uh, retired. I, I want to try and say his name, and I can't, but he's called Patrick. Um but the, the other thing, it's almost like a game centre as well. So you can go back in time and watch any German game from at least the past three seasons. Yes, I mean, it's, it's something that would actually be useful for hockey fans. Like I said, if it's £10 a month, people will pay Yeah, £10 a month happily for all of that. Hmm. But again, it relies on all the teams yeah. working together. And they don't like that. Hmm. Because then the other one is the DEL2, the German, the second league, where mm. you can get a certain team package, so you can get every home game for that season up front, or you can do it in uh, a block of three, block of, I think it's yeah. five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Yeah, some, something and then that's it goes kind fit, of... Something along the lines of that. Something that's actually for the fans rather than for the bank account. Yeah, uh, but the games cost something like under a fiver, because I yeah. think I got the Vice Vasa game, and it came to like three fifty. And it's like, <laughs> come and watch a mid-table DEL two game for three fifty. Yeah, for with... the price less than the price of a pint. So <laughs> I'm, I'm basically watching like Mike Hammond, Robert Farmer. Darcy Murphy, Andre Pozzaville, and like a couple of old elite league players that are yeah. trying to kind of see if they can push towards a contract in like the DEL for three fifty. Yeah. And you want me to watch an elite game for Jay Rose say fourteen quid next season. Yeah. For like thirteen pounds you want me to watch this with camera angles that are Obscured in some rings. Which one are you going to vote for? Uh, I'll take the £3.50 option. Yeah. So. so you brought up quizzes there. You did tease it off, Mike, that you had a question that you were going to try and get me to answer. So uh, let's see how uh, appalling my hockey knowledge is on this. So bearing in mind, this is not a 100% confirmed <laughs> Question. Oh, oh, this is good. Somebody <laughs> even being actual. But the, 
I, I will be... I can definitely say one, at least. So, which... Because I had to do some digging. Which uh, UK city mm. has had a team l basically relocate, so move from where they started to another city and then come back again? But it's happened so to move and come back. Yeah. Or just have. Uh, this is where. It, this is where it could get slightly technical. I'll leave it at that one. Move and come back. <clears throat> Move and come back. I will accept just the city. Just the city. Well, this is the thing. At the moment, the obviously one, the one that's obvious and leaps out is Manchester. But then they haven't moved back. They've moved, but they haven't come back. At least not to my knowledge. So you're going to go, oh no, it's actually, it is. Um, it's always good when you've got dead air on it. I literally, it's alright, I can edit it. That, so you're like going through my head and going, no, it's not yeah. them, it's not Don't them, worry, I'll just play them. kind of like... Uh, lift music to give it a, a bit of a lift. I can think of one, but it depends on how technical you want to be. Go on. Romford Right. Because they were in Romford, they moved to Lee Valley, which is actually in London, not in Romford, it's in near Stratford, and then they've moved back. But that was more because the ring wasn't ready rather than the relocation. <laughs> is that what you're going for? No. I then I took myself out of it. Okay. I want to say Milton Keynes for some reason. Because I've got it in my head that they moved to Sully Hall at one point. <laughs> Why are you covering your mouth, Pete? <laughs> just, I'm just pulling my beard. Oh, you know. Like Jim Neanderthal, no, you have Is that your final answer? Yeah, fuck it. No. Fuck it! <laughs> it is. <laughs> you actually said it. It's Manchester. It is Manchester. Really? But, but it is not. Uh, this is where I could have been technical. When Hull folded, they relocated yeah. to Manchester. That's if you wanted to do it that way. However, back in 1936, you had a Manchester Ice Hockey Club. I'll, you know what, I'll, I'll even give you a, I'll give you a second chance. They moved is, to a different- Is it Manchester? <laughs> yes. They moved to a different city and then came back to play in the English National League in they started elsewhere in 1936-37 season and they came back as the Manchester Rapids and only played that season uh, I'll give you an extra interesting fact that you'll like as well 
because there was two teams that relocated, actually, now I think about it. Um, but can you guess what European city they moved to? Is this the same team? Manchester Ice Hockey Club moved to a different city. In Europe. In Europe. In the English National League. And came back in November. I'll give you a clue. I'll make it even... I'll make it fair. It's a capital city. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> See, Phoenix Podcast, when, you can't stump him. When you say... Right, when you say Europe... European. Europe. Yeah, European. I, think of... How do you narrow it down by one thing, though? It's not... In the UK over at no, Northern Ireland. No, 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 no. Mainland Europe. Yeah. I, otherwise, I would say UK. And I, I was just making. Just it, what, it's not. I, I did say I'll make it fair. I could have said somewhere in Europe. It's still <laughs> yeah. somewhere in Europe. Europe. But I've, but I've shot. I've, I've made the net close in. 36, 36, 36. Cleaning the statues. too far away. So that essentially narrows it down to somewhere fairly close and easy to get to England from 1936. I mean, this is like, a great there's, question. There's two that are probably the ones that I could to my head to be closer, and I'm probably going to pick both of them to be wrong. Go on. Uh, Amsterdam? Nope. No. Got another clue. On the whole, I was clearly going on the whole thing of remember a couple years ago the whole uh, Tilburg Trappers <laughs> to the Elite League thing. So I thought there might have been a case of, well, maybe they've Tilburg, done that before. Kind Tilburg of Trappers will always be brought up. Whenever there's a team joining the top flight, will always be mentioned. It's uh, not It's not Paris Germany. Guess. Is that Paris? Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Yes. So. I thought myself out of it. <laughs> I will read you the quote from internationalhockey.fandom.com. Little plug. Uh, the Manchester Rapids played in the English National League during the 1936-37 season. They began the season as the Rapids de Paris, but then relocated back to Manchester in November 1936 to play the rest of the season in the city. And I will tell you another thing as well about the same... I think it was the same year, uh, just because it's you. Southampton had a team that did exactly the same thing. The Southampton Vikings, I think it was. Yes, um, one of their former head coaches, Pete Murray, uh, died sadly a couple of weeks ago. He's um, so current Solent Devils head coach, Alex Murray, is father. Yeah, also used to have coaching roles and played for uh, Swindon, Blackburn, amongst other teams. Hmm. So, I, 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 knew, I knew there was a hockey team in Southampton. It's always a regret that also there isn't one there now. <clears throat> so, because slightly going off a different thing, but I've come across a couple of books that I'm hoping to either buy or I'm currently waiting on. 
One is the the forgotten Manchester team of the Manchester Rapids, mm. uh, which I didn't even know until a few weeks ago that we had an an old eye drink in in. Well, it's not the city centre, but uh, in the city. Other than obviously Altrincham in. Well, Trafford played in Altrincham really, but um, but we had one in in the Cheetham Hill district and it's still there but it's used for holding kind of like wholesalers for cloves and things like that uh, the other one is a book I'm desperately trying to find uh, called a I think it's called a, a Lion in Winter mm-hmm. and it's basically going it's chronicling um uh, I think it's all British. It's mainly the national teams, but it's uh, the GB team from 1910 to 1981. You don't know how much you love the national team at the moment. But it's... The fact I'm not a fan of the national team, though, um, <laughs> but there is a couple of interesting quotes I've seen from it uh, that I've read online on Google. Because they've got like a couple of the, the pages, and there was talking about, um, you know what? Just just fill some time for me. Well, I would do because obviously I've got two quiz questions for you because obviously I came prepared as well. Ah oh, crap! <laughs> I'm gonna regret <coughs> this. And obviously I am nicking these from another source. <laughs> it's the same sauce. No, it's the Manchester Phoenix podcast. Oh, we had a shit. revival show, if anything, last Saturday. Uh, two questions, obviously, then. On Fins. the Phoenix. Fins. <laughs> you wish. Who are the only four players, four outskaters, sorry, to have played more than 400 games for the Phoenix? Um, Luke Boothroyd. Yep. Tony Hand. Yep. Ooh. James Neal. Yep. <laughs> that was a noise. I've, I've got I've got a couple in my head. And you can only pick one. It, you know I'll be really shocked if it. Steve Well, the outskater. Yeah. Oh, outskater, sorry. <laughs> that kind of... Ben Wood. It is Ben Wood. Yeah. I, the two I was talking with was Ben Wood and Steve Fowler, I thought. It is Ben Wood. As he don't think, yeah. And know, the I've other got, one, got which was song. actually stumped me and everybody for a while. Who was the only import to play in both the Elite League and the Premier League for the Manchester Phoenix? Derek Campbell. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we didn't get it. <laughs> Take that. I would have won the quiz. But you didn't yeah, ask me. I could have beat it. Team Smug. But no, you, you didn't ask me. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how proud I am. <clears throat> um, you know when you do something really well and you really don't care about anything else? Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Yes, I win. Um, I master of all. I'm trying to think if I've any, 
I'm trying to think if I've got any more quiz questions, and I can't really think. I'll have to save them up for another episode. The hockey yeah. quiz edition. The hockey, yeah. F- 50 minutes of us just going back and forth for quizzes and just going, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. Shroud of Turin. Don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. To be fair, the rate this is going, we might have to. <laughs> Jeffrey Boycott. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> With a paddle sweep. <laughs> that's, that, that's an off my joke. <laughs> uh, oh yes, that's what I was doing. That that quote, or oh, section from the book. You know what, I'm not going to do it because I might get sued. But uh, <clears throat> I'll basically give you a brief, brief thing. Um, so, I think this was probably 1939 this is in, in the Montreal Gazette it's, but it's in the book um, so they were talking about uh, Bunny Ahern who is the English Ice Hockey Association chairman um, he basically talks about <laughs> it's almost going full circle again uh, they're talking about the, the league and uh, they want to use kind of Canadian players as a, a way to bring through the, the next batch of, uh, of British players, which when you look at 2020, still waiting. Um, but he literally talks about how they want to improve the league. And he talks about reinstating uh, Streatham. Uh, he also says he, he would like to have teams in Nottingham, uh, Manchester, or joining the league at least. So Nottingham, Manchester, Coventry, mm. Hull. I'm if I had a uh, swear button, I would be ramming this profusely at the moment. Uh, and Portsmouth. Uh, the irony being we've mentioned the hockey rink <coughs> in Southampton and Portsmouth and the one hockey rink that stands there is in the middle of the two yeah. uh, so it says all because all of them are within a couple of hours from London by train so that was his thinking um, and then he says four other cities he would like to lay the groundwork for and then may be able to join up in the 1940-41 season Bath uh, Sheffield, Leeds. So you know, just mm. a, a fair distance out, um, and Newcastle. So if we look back at it, the only team that hasn't had a hockey team is Bath, that we know of. So Sheffield, Leeds, Newcastle. Uh, then he, he goes on about proposed developments one at the former home of Norwich City Football Club uh, to incorporate a 10,000 seat ice arena never happens uh, March 1938 Leeds City Council outlined the intention to convert a swimming pool into an ice rink for 5,000 fans job finally completed yep. in 2020 <laughs> Uh, the same the same month plans for a 
250,000 sports drone to take place in Sunderland, including an ice rink, Greyhound Stadium, and cinema. Uh, oh, yes, I have got one. Oh, no. Right, we'll, fin- we'll finish this episode here, shall we? This last one. <laughs> Birmingham had an ice hockey team. Actually, Birmingham. So this isn't a trick question. Birmingham had an ice hockey team and won the league in the early 30s. What was their team name? And I will be even nicer to you. They share their name with an NHL team. And no Googling. Thirties. Thirties. And they shared they share the name with a team that's in the NHL now. <clears throat> oh. Oh, oh no, I can rule two out straight away. The thing is I'm trying to I I'm either trying to be smart or I'm trying to not be, so I, I can tell you're just going to get it now, aren't you, really? No, I'm really not. <laughs> All right, All right. which one, ones can I don't ask you for think? One hint? Can I ask for one hint? Yeah. Is the name one of the original six? Yes. Cool. That's what I was thinking. The 30s has got to be one of the original six. I, I'll tell you, I'll be even nicer to you. Oh, God. It is not Canadians. Well, yeah, it was never going to be made because now, was it? because there was already a team called uh, I think it was Oxford Canadians. Of course there was. Because half the team. So that's Gary narrowed it down for you. Not going to be the Maple Leafs. So that means. I mean, if we get if we're thinking logically, and the usual thing of teams picking Viking horns for some reason. It's either Bruins or Blackhawks. I don't know. Whichever one I pick, I'm going to pick the wrong one. Pick one. <laughs> Blackhawks. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Because I will prove to you what the team name is. And I really want to see your face. So that's in friendly fire. In friendly fire, that's uh, Phoenix podcast. Nil. Uh, Team Smug. One. Me. Two. I bid you adieu. This one, Pete takes a victory sip. Sip? (laughs) Sip? I'm drinking the whole damn thing. Waffle on for an hour and ten minutes there this time. Worth it. Worth it. Next week, apparently, we're back with How Do We Fix British Hockey? Slash 
break it even more than it already is. And occasionally, maybe even after that, we'll do hockey quizzes where Pete smug dances himself to death. Oh. All coming soon on Paul the Goalie Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye.